if you think to yourself, I wish it was easier, I wish I had more support, I wish I could be more of myself at work, then welcome to the club. The reality is fintech is not that sexy. It is hard work, but it is super fun and fulfilling. Why? Because most of us are in a vulnerable financial position and suffer from money stress. So our job as fintechers is to come up with solutions. Welcome to Fintech Product, the place to be for career advice for women in fintech. I am Moni Millares, and I've built a career building digital banks from scratch, both in the UK and Southeast Asia. I strongly believe in togetherness, and I'm here to open up, share, and bring fintech product and leadership experts together so that you don't have to start from scratch to thrive in your career in fintech. I'm Mexican-British living in Asia, and I'm recognized as Singapore 65 fintech product leaders and women in fintech. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode. Not of mind of success today, because as of today, I have decided to change the name and the concept. So I'll start again. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Fintech Product Podcast. Place to be for career advice for women in fintech. Whoop, whoop, whoop. So I'll take this opportunity to introduce to you the transition, the evolution of the podcast. But before I do that... Basically, what I want to do in this episode is introduce myself in case that we haven't met yet, we haven't had the honor to speak yet, and I want to explain why I think it's important we have this conversation, because one of the things that I'm thinking about is this is not my podcast anymore, this is our podcast, right? So why the name Fintech Product? So as we know, Fintech is booming, right? It's been like five, seven years since it started roughly. Um, and there is a lot of interest. It's becoming like sexy, but actually it is not sexy. Like I said at the beginning, it is challenging. We are, as an industry, we are looking after people's money. And that is very important. Hence, we need to ensure that we are on top of understanding our customer, understanding what's happening in the market, understanding what it's the new technologies and the new trends. And you know what? It is difficult because it is changing so fast that it's challenging to keep up to speed with everything. Even if you're reading the news every day, you're like, oh, you want like some analysis or you want like to go in depth in a topic. But that's for us as practitioners that have been in the industry for a long time and it's still challenging but now imagine like all the new people who are entering the industry and they need to learn fintech as such like the financial services system as such it can be very very overwhelming and i think it's important for us to step back and say hey we complain that there's not good talent you know, that it's like there is, but it's not exactly what we're looking for. So enough of complaining. That's it. Let's train. Let's train each other. And with train, I don't know. I don't mean let's go and take MBA programs and like months and months uh, training. Let's 
let's have a conversation about the topics that are relevant to us, not from a reporting news perspective, but from a sharing and learning from each other perspective. So why product then? That's like why fintech? Then why product? Well, my career is in product. And one of my ex-colleagues, he used to say, hey, basically, product is a company. The company is product. I, it's a bit extreme, but at the same time, it is important because like, we are all building these products that now we sometimes we just are doing feature sets. But same, all the people that are coming into the industry, it's very different to just say, hey, go and build a feature versus, hey, build a product that customers really want and solve a problem. And at the same time, if you're a newbie, there's so many details behind each thing that goes out in the market. Many people that I know are asking me, hey, what do I do to get into product? What do I do to get into fintech? How do I get into product fintech? So that's what we're going to do today. Not today, for the rest of the episodes, basically, to combine product and fintech. But let me go, well, before I go into a little bit deeper on that, let me tell you who I am. Basically, I am Moni. You can call me, well, Monica, Monica Millares. You can call me Moni. That's how that's how friends call me. Um, so I'm Moni. I'm originally from Mexico, but then I moved to the UK to study my master's. This is 2008, long, long time ago. And what was supposed to be a one-year program and then coming back home, it became a journey. And I just go home for holidays so far. <laughs> So I've been abroad for a very long time. Um, I went to LSE. I studied IT management. And one of the things that I remember about my master's was LSE, London School of Economics, is very based on the social aspects of technology. It's I did not study coding as such. I studied the other side of technology, management and the human aspect. I do have a background in engineering. I studied industrial engineering in my, in, as my undergrad. So basically, I went to the UK, got my first job in the UK, was at Visa, then at Barclays. And that's how I learned how a big bank works, how the big institutions work. Fast forward in 2015, when the fintech movement was starting in the UK, I was extremely lucky. And I met an entrepreneur, Ricky Knox, who I really admire. And basically, he was starting a new bank. It was a good bank. And basically, he was, when I spoke with him, he was like, money, banking is broken. I'm building a good bank. It's a new bank. Basically, are you in? And he was like, we don't have a banking license. It's risky, but, right? And the rest is history. I joined him and the, and the team. I was extremely lucky because I joined at the very, very, very beginning of the bank. So I properly had exposure on how to build a bank from scratch since the very beginning. And it was like, you know, the beginning of the neo-banking industry as we know it today. So even... 
I remember when I left my, my job in Barclays, they were like, so where are you going? And I was like, I'm going to a new bank. And they were like, what? You're going to a new bank? And they were like, yeah, what's the name of the bank? And I was like, oh, it doesn't have a name yet. Because back then it didn't, we didn't even have a name. So it was that, that early stages. And I, and I love the founders, you know, like we had like properly the product room and the stickers. And back then I was watching Silicon Valley, you know, the series. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's how I started my career in fintech. I did have a background in financial services since the very beginning of my career. And then basically I worked in tandem for a few years. And like I said, I was extremely lucky because the management team, the founders, they really, not only they appreciated me, but they grew me. They gave me exposure to opportunities that they were unique as such. So fast forward a few years later, I, one day I got a call and it was like, you know, a, a headhunter. And it's like, hey, I've got this opportunity in Asia. And I was like, no, not interested. And then he calls me again a month later. And he was like, hey, remember me? I've got this opportunity in Asia. Basically, the guys really, really want to meet you. It's very interesting. You have nothing to lose. Just go for a coffee. You have nothing to lose. And basically, the rest is history because... That was the beginning of a new journey that that is when I moved to Asia. I moved to Malaysia to help set up a bank from scratch. And one of the big differences between these two jobs uh, was, hey, in tandem, I felt like I was part of the team helping build a new bank, right? Very early stages, but still. And then when I moved to Asia, I moved to Malaysia and I helped start Big Pay from scratch. And basically the big difference for me, what was going on in my mind was like two things. One was, well, three things. One was like, oh, cool. I am going from being a part of the team, helping start a new bank to now going as part of the leadership team, building the new bank. That was a big difference, especially because when I moved here, like fintech was almost non-existent, very, very early stages. So properly, it was like a, I was playing a big role in terms of educating, you know, everyone on what was fintech and how do we build these? It was a very, very exciting time in life, basically. That was one thing. The other thing <laughs> that caught my attention back then was... um the founders. So the founding team, I was used to, and I'll compare it and it's fine. Like in the previous company, I was used to having like the founders, they were like in their mid forties or so back then. And they were established serial entrepreneurs. And then when I moved here to Big Faith, like the guys just, that's how I call them, right? Like the guys, the guys were roughly my age and there was something very exciting of saying hey I'm not going to be working with these like serial entrepreneurs this time but it's like going to work with young entrepreneurs kind of my age I don't know if that was good or bad looking back uh, I think I preferred mature entrepreneurs uh, because they've got the expertise right uh, but anyways that was very exciting feeling like that young ambitious uh, team 
that we were back then. That was like super exciting. And the third thing for me at the moment was like moving to Asia. And so I was using everywhere, like on my Facebook. Back then I used to use Facebook. Uh, and I was like, everything was like hashtag the Asian adventure, the Asian adventure, the Asian adventure, because part of moving, it was not just starting a new bank or new bank fintech, but it was the experience of moving to Asia, experience of moving to a new country, different culture. And obviously there were many challenges. I had a culture shock, like the first few months, like they were challenging. But part of my mindset, that's why I had that hashtag, it's like the Asian adventure, was because when you go to an adventure, unexpected things happen. And then it's like you have the ups and the downs and then they become stories, right? So when I moved, I was like, everything is hashtag the Asian adventure because it was either super cool and awesome and it's like whoop whoop the, the, the nice side of the adventure or it was a challenge therefore for me to manage my mindset I was like well every adventure has some challenges therefore it was like hashtag the adventure but anyways I've been in Malaysia now for over five years and in my five years in the company I've managed to do a lot, which I'm very proud of, and I'm super grateful for the opportunity too. So I built all sorts of products. So starting with, we launched the company as such. So it was like taking the super MVP and what I call horrible product because we were, you know, like that they say, hey, you should launch a product that you're ashamed of. Like I was like, oh my God, this is absolutely horrible. How are we going to launch with this? But we did. So we did, we iterated, we grew the product. Then basically it was a matter of educating people as well, because like <laughs> we, could, we could have our user sessions and do the demos about the product. And then we were like, hey, and you have to take a picture of your identity card and your and the selfie and people were like no why would i do that why would i take a picture of my of my id and then give it to you that is not safe and we we're like well because you don't have to go to the branch this the other and so there was like a mindset that we have to like a barrier education and when it education it was like customers and ourselves as such so those were like very exciting times in the beginning of the company, right? But then obviously we started growing. So I think like my next major kind of project that I'm very proud of was like, at some point we were like, hey, we need to build remittances. And how we used to work, it was like, we were a very complimentary team. Therefore my strength was product, is product. Hence, when we say, hey, we need to build remittance, that's it, right? That was my directive. So there was somebody else in the team that was looking after all the legal compliance and all that stuff. But then it was more of a, whoa, how do you build remittances? It's like huge. So basically I went and built remittances, then went and built Singapore as well. We launched in Singapore. Then there was some changes. So I started doing more on the engagement part, uh, gamification of the app, did, uh, I cannot say much more in detail what I did, right? But it's like, the point is, I've done, I've, I've seen a lot. And I find it very exciting because it's been a journey, like I said, and I've, I've learned by doing. However, as 
I do more mentoring because now I'm doing a lot of mentoring, right? So it's been five years in big pay. It's been about two-ish in tandem. So that gives me like over seven years just in fintech plus the other experience that I had in banking. So seven years in a fintech startup, that's like cat years. So cats have like, what is it? You multiply it times seven. So that could be like 49 years. <laughs> that sounds like a lot. But anyways, that's a lot of experience, like proper, on the ground, on the spot, on the fire, like proper. And I thought as I am mentoring all these people that want to get into the industry, it's very hard for me to speak with them for one hour and then transfer all this knowledge if they really want to understand the industry. Because like when you are trying to get into the industry or a newbie in fintech, basically you're trying to figure out three things. One is how does the industry work? Two is if you want to get into product, it's like understanding the intricacies of product and not just product, but like product in a fintech. That's like very specific. And then third one that it's like knowing yourself, your mindset, your energy. If you're going to start a job in a startup, like I said at the beginning, it is not sexy. It is a lot of hard work and you need to be resilient and you need to be creative and you need to have all these qualities to push through and bring everyone together. So people those who need to learn that, the, the what I call personal leadership skills. Therefore, was like, it is becoming, and I saw, and I saw as I spoke with people during the mentoring sessions, like they asked me similar questions. So I was like, hey, I can have these sessions and talk about the same thing all the time. What's my story? <laughs> you know, like, uh, how do I get into product? What about this? What about the other? Or I can start leveraging my passion. Let's say that it's a, I started the podcast. It's been over 18 months. It's been over 50 episodes. It doesn't have a shape and form, but it's just fun. And now it's part of my life, right? It's my self-expression. It's just creative energy flowing for me. So I was like, how about if I combine the podcast that I like doing and I combine the mentoring sessions that I love doing? I love I love talking with, with people and kind of like passing that knowledge. And I was like, what if I just combine them? And then that's how the podcast was created, like this new podcast, the fintech product podcast. So let me tell you what are the three pain points that I think we will be solving for. And I say we, because I'm not doing this on my own own. Like I said, my intent or my vision is that this is our podcast, that it really serves a purpose. It's not just my passion project anymore. It is like a mini project. Hopefully it will grow, right? But it's like a project that gives back to the community and takes like shape on its own, such that we have the topics that you want, the guests that you want, and we co-create it in a in a in a fun way because it doesn't have to be boring, you know? So basically, there are three challenges that I see that we are facing and why it is important to have this type of podcast. Challenge number one is 
we as a human being race the world, we are going through very interesting times. It is very challenging. Um, financial crisis, people are losing income, inflation is super high. We already had a problem when it comes to financial well-being and financial stress, because that was the root cause of when when fintech started, like these entrepreneurs were trying to solve for that problem, like financial stress. So if that has already been existing in our lives for decades, right now is at its peak. Therefore, if the biggest pain point that one of the biggest pain points that society has right now is financial stress, we need to be able to learn fast. We need to, as practitioners, we need to adapt fast. We need to see what's working, what's not working. We need the best practices in place. We need to collaborate. We need, it's like, forget about like, oh, that's from that bank and the other bank, that fintech, the other fintech. I don't talk to them. On the contrary, it's like, we can come together. We can talk and we can share basically what's working, what's not working, the challenges, the lessons, the how we avoid these mistakes. And then basically that's, that's my intent, right? We have a very, very big pain point worldwide. How about we come together as an industry and we solve it? And this is just one channel. We can have like many, many ways to do that. So that's pain point number two. Then pain point number number one, sorry. Pain point number two. If you ask founders, what's uh, your top three challenges? The top two probably are one, mac the top three, I'll tell you, macroeconomics. Number two, funding. <laughs> number three, talent finding the right talent. So this has been an issue since a very long time. I remember like when I was first looking for jobs in the UK, like woo decades ago. Um, I asked this question to, to one of the managers back then in one of the big banks. And I was like, hey, what's one of your biggest challenges? He was like finding talent. So this is not new. Finding the right talent for our organizations for our teams it is challenging right because we're looking for passion we are looking for skills we're looking for mindset we're looking for experience and the thing is like we're looking for experience in something that is new and that's why it's challenging right we're looking for a perfect person that maybe doesn't exist but at the same time like we have all these bright people that are starting their career these yeah, and they have like the ambition, the passion. They may not have the experience or they may not have the know-how of how basically the, the know-how of how the know-how of how fintech works or product works. Therefore, instead of complaining and letting the graduates or new joiners uh suffer, how about we commit to helping each other again and we start training like Training and developing the talent that's coming into the industry is important. And like I said, it's not just about the technical know-how. It's about personal leadership. It's about the ethical parts of fintech as well. I'm very pro like, hey, we need to do the right thing. And even like calling out the vocabulary or calling out diversity things as little as when you we are doing a user journey and someone wants to illustrate, you know, the customer. And they put an illustration of a man, a boy wearing blue. 
and that's it and that's the user and I'm like wait no 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 that's not the user why is it a man wearing blue it, if we are going to put an icon an illustration of the user well we might as well put a man a woman uh you know like all the different colors all the different looks so we need to ensure that we are inclusive as well that comes with training because it's not training it is sharing sharing the the heart that's what it is it's sharing the heart of fintech and what it stands for so that was number two and then number three women in fintech so i'm passionate about this topic as as you know i well i'm a, i'll say it as it is i'm a double minority i'm a woman and I'm Latin, I'm Mexican. So I'm a Latin woman working in the UK or in Asia in a male-dominated environment. So I've had my fear of diversity challenges since the beginning of my career. So I'm used to it. But at the same time, we are seeing as an industry that we don't have the diversity that we need and want to have the best outcomes that we need. We in the UK, there's only roughly 30% of the workforce is female. And when it comes to senior leadership positions, that's like less than 20%. So do you see the imbalance? Forget about, no, I'm not even going into the gender gap, this, the other. It's just like the ratio. And it's not that it's a ratio, but if we're talking about the world, we are not having the right representation. Many of the times when I talk to, to women, mainly, we also talk about, like this thing about representation, it's a role model for the next generations. And what I mean is one of the ladies from LSC, I spoke with her recently, and I loved her phrase because she said, hey, you cannot be that that you cannot see. Therefore, if we do not elevate women, if we do not showcase women to the new generations, they will they don't have that role model to be that next woman or so it's it's a very deep problem. Hence, I thought, how about I put the three together? And I'm, it's silly, right? Because like I am that person. But it took me a while to be like, oh, yeah, let's do it. But it's basically all that I'm about, like fintech, product, women. So it's like fintech, product, career advice for women in fintech. So basically, that is what it's going to be about. And that was a very long story, by the way. I am kind of, given that I'm, I'm not having a chat with someone, I am ranting a little bit. But anyways, uh, I'm having fun. So the last point is the type of guests that I will bring will be basically three types. One is fintech leaders. Then number two, product leaders can be in another industry. And then number three, leadership experts. So it's these type of experts. And how I want to run the sessions is K, we will go through people's stories because I do believe that it's important to, that we get to know each other. We humanize the industry. We humanize each other, our 
our challenges, our desires, you know, like our dreams, so our visions. So we will talk about like the human side, like who's this person that we're talking to. And then for each episode, it will be like a mini masterclass. And then let's say we choose a topic. For example, uh, we'll choose blockchain, which is coming soon. Or we'll use a topic of, hey, how does the payment flow work? That one is coming soon too. And then we go and deep dive into that topic. And basically at the end, I would like to also talk about, hey, the challenges that women have. So I'm expecting that it will not be perfect since the beginning, right? It's a, it's a different structure. It's different flow. I'm playing with it, but that is my ambition. Not ambition, that is my vision. And what I would love from you is to get involved. It's very easy. Like if we can start building community and with community, I don't mean, hey, I want a Slack community with gated, <laughs> you know, like only you can come into my community. It's like, no, no, no. What I mean, it's like that vibe of helping each other. Even if it's online, like, we, we can create that vibe. So if we can help each other thrive, why couldn't we? Um, so that's it. I think that's what I wanted to say today. Uh, I'm very excited. I'm also a bit nervous because it's a, it's a different type of content uh, altogether. But uh, I'm sure that with your help, e.g. sending the topics that you want to talk about, the questions that you want me to cover, either in the podcast or in the LinkedIn videos uh, and with the help of all our amazing guests, because there's like so many amazing uh, people out there in the industry that they are willing to help. Like everybody is wanting to elevate, you know, like elevate each other. There's like, I do like work, working in the industry because of that. It's like, we're a good bunch. We just need like a little bit of hump to put it all together. And um, well, I think that's it. Probably that's how I will end my rant for today. Um, in the meantime, have a lovely week. Next week, I'll bring my first guest of the series. And I'll bring the one and only Ricky Knox, who is the founder of Tandem Bank. That was my very first fintech. So it's a very special episode for me. And for you, you will learn a lot, believe me. Uh, so I'll see you next week. Ciao, ciao. Hello again. It's been an absolute pleasure. I learned tons from this conversation and hopefully you gained some insights, knowledge, or inspiration. It could mean the world if you follow, share, and rate the show because it gives me feedback. And remember, if you have fintech, product, career, or life direction questions, reach out. I'm always happy to help. Go to my LinkedIn page, Monica Millares, and send me a connection request. DM me and book time for a free mentoring session. See you next week. Ciao, ciao.